Um, so first is, I was fortunate enough to go on the Montana trip this summer, and um, there's lots of memories and stuff that I'll never forget, along with lessons that I learned. And one was to be grateful for even the little things, because there was a day when we delivered the, a set of bunk beds that we had made, and just seeing these four little kids from the ages of one to six run out and be just so excited and screaming and jumping with joy just to receive a bunk bed with pillows and blankets and how they went from having just one mattress themselves to share to getting a bunk bed and being all able to sleep at night is just really great. Along with that, we were able to attend the powwow and it was really a great experience to attend because we saw how they, much pride they took in their spirituality and in their culture and how the attire they wore just represented themselves and how they wanted to share themselves to others. Along with that, I saw God and the people I worked with on the trip, just allowing them to see how much, whether it be painting a house or um, building bunk beds or mowing lawns or just how much they wanted to help out the community. Along with that, we did a sobriety walk on the trip. And the sobriety walk was specifically important because it was interesting to see how the community came together as one, just all to support the cause and how much everyone cared about it. Yeah, and it basically was an experience that I'll never forget and one that is specifically gonna last. Uh, my name is Connor, and this summer was my first time going to Rocky Boy. So I'm trying to relate my experience to the Good Samaritan story. And my buddy Austin and I were assigned to mow lawns with our supervisor, Sue. So we had eight lawns to mow, and we did four each day. And we were on our second lawn on the first day, and there was a gentleman. He saw us mowing lawns and going up the hill. So we had to walk through every single lawn to make sure there was no like bricks or rocks or action figures, anything in lawn that could hurt the lawnmower, right? And he saw us doing that, so he went out of his way and he went through his whole lawn by himself. He picked up everything, put it to the side so we didn't have to walk through. And he saved us, I mean, 10 minutes, which is a lot when it's 90, 90-ish degrees. So, and he also set up three Pepsis for Sue, Austin, and I to drink while we were doing it because we had water but we're about, I don't know, a couple blocks away from the church so we didn't have to go back and forth, which is, I thought that was really cool because he didn't need to do that. Nobody else did that. He just went out of his way. And I know it's not like the exact Good Samaritan story where somebody stops on the side of the road when somebody's injured to go take him to somewhere and then offer money to whatever, uh, whatever fees it costs. But I still think that was pretty cool because that wasn't needed and he really went out of his way. And that just kind of, it just made it a lot easier, even though it was just a little thing. It just showed that he really, really wanted to help, and I think that meant a lot. Thank you. Thank you both, and you'll um, feel free to catch them afterwards and hear more of their stories. So let's stand for the reading of the gospel. The Gospel of Luke. The 10th chapter. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? 
He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And so likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them, and then he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Today we get a repeat of our gospel text from a month ago, the Good Samaritan. Most nights while we were at Rocky Boy, we read and discussed this parable from Luke, which is why we chose it today. And as we practiced Lectio Divina and talked about, what, talked about it, we were reminded of an outsider hearing the call to help someone in need. The Samaritan who took the time to help someone they did not know, no questions asked, And I wonder why he was doing this. I wonder why he chose to stop and help. We live in a world where we are asked almost daily a why question. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to change this or do that? Why do you want this job? Why this school? Why, why, why? What was his why in stopping? I don't think from reading the text it was because he wanted a reward or recognition or a pat on the back. It wasn't for a thank you card or a trophy or to impress his friends. I think his why is he felt called. He felt an urge to step out of his box, his regular social norms, and to help another person in need. His why, I believe, came from God. Coming back from sabbatical and over the last year, I've been asking myself a lot of whys. And the one that has impacted St. Mark's the most is why do you want to go back to Rocky Boy? I left there after our last trip in 2015 knowing we needed to take a break and to do something different. So we headed to Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp to work with the community in Kalispell, Montana, and have fun at camp. Playing gaga ball, playing in the lake, running around. It was different. It was rewarding. And the youth and the adults had a great time. And we did this happily for over three years in a row. But then last fall, I felt this tug, this urge, this need of something deeply rooted in me, pushing me and our youth to go back to Rocky Boy, a reservation in the middle of Montana, without cell phone service except for this year. (laughs) and water that not everybody has access to. I can only call this the work of the Holy Spirit because, trust me, camp is so much easier. And after much prayer and discernment, I figured out what this urging of going back was, and I answered my why. 
It was because of God and God's call to go and to love our neighbors. And for us at St. Mark's, one of our neighbors is our sister ELCA congregation, our Savior's Lutheran Church on the Rocky Boy Reservation. What we found when we returned to Rocky Boy is not much has changed. Of course, Ben, Sue, Ray, and Mark were the only ones who knew that since they had been there before, but all the others were new. The cabins and the grounds of the church were the same, a little bit more run down, but similar. The land around the reservation was familiar as well. Rolling green hills, dogs running around, everyone welcoming us, and the cross on the hill that needed a fresh coat of paint. What was different, and this could be because we were there during powwow week, is the sense of community and the coming together as the people of Rocky Boy. The support and the turnout for the 5K sobriety walk we attended on Friday was encouraging for me to see and for our youth as well. We walked alongside men and women, teenagers and children to bring awareness to the missing and murdered indigenous women in Canada and throughout the United States. This walk became one of my whys. And why don't I know more about this in our own country and even in our own state, which has introduced legislation to help track and find these missing and murdered women? A why I need to learn more about. The whys of going back to Rocky Boy kept getting answered as we ran into Mike Lamebull and his daughter Mia at the powwow grounds. For those of us from St. Mark's, we met Mike and Mia in 2010 when she was in her mid-teens and he was working on staff at Our Savior's Lutheran Church, where we stay and do most of our service work. He retired shortly after our last visit in 2015, and Mike, in his quiet voice, told us of his recent heart surgeries, his son's wedding down in Florida, his travels to the powwows in the Dakotas and Minnesota, and how he continues to wear his well-worn Mariners and Seahawk hats that we gave him, even to the irritation of his wife. The wise continued to come to light as we dug more into serving and working in the community. We met Teresa, a chemistry teacher at the high school, as we painted her house and played with her kittens. She graciously kept her house unlocked for us so we could have access to fresh water, bathrooms, and eat the donuts she purchased for our group. Lawns were mowed at the playground that the Washington Redskins football team donated in 2014 on the Rocky Boy Reservation and the senior citizens who lived near the church, as you heard Connor talk about. We worked to help keep up the powwow grounds for the first night and made bunk beds for a family of four children who, as youth have said repeatedly, had no beds, were sleeping on the floors, and their house was poorly insulated with cardboard and magazine covering holes in the walls and smells that are unmentionable weeping from the carpets. A life-changing experience for those who are all volunteered to go and to deliver these beds. This service trip to Rocky Boy has always been so much more than a work trip. It's so much more than what we do on the reservation. And I continue to pray that the youth and the adults, and myself included, realize that this trip isn't about what we do. It's not about us. That's not why we go and we serve. I pray that in answering this why, we all come to realize that sometimes the things in life are about the person who doesn't have the power, the person who doesn't have the voice, or at least it's not being heard. 
And sometimes this is about the person who is thrown into the ditch and are waiting for someone to stop and help them out. This, to me, is, is what it means to love our neighbor and to show mercy, to be the one who goes and does likewise. This is God at work in our lives. This is the why, and that is what we are called to do as followers of Christ. And as the prophet reminds us, he has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. Amen. We are going to hear a song from the worship team, and then we'll see a video produced by Ben Shervin. Um, and I want to quick thank also Phil Rue for being here. Um, he served in Box Elder, or Big Sandy. Big Sandy, which is not, act- which is not actually big, um, and so, which is near the Rocky Boy Reservation. And thanks to all of your support um, for your prayers and your fundraising and your just walking alongside us. You went on this trip with us, so I appreciate all that you have given us.